they even brought in the the dude from Pachuca. But the whole drug thing came up, so they had to send yeah, them back. Yeah, Pocho. Yep. And and they didn't really send them back because of he had done drugs. They sent them back because his case was still up to go in the disciplinary committee. Yeah. And and they could have banned that dude. They could have given him a three, four year ban. Someone's like, you're gonna pay ten million for a player you can't use. You know, it's so it, they had they, they knew up. they knew he had like had a drug thing, right? I don't know. I think like, Pachuca knew. I don't think Chivas knew. No, obviously Chivas Pachuca didn't know. Didn't know. No, I know Chivas yeah. didn't know, but like, there's no way Pachuca didn't know that, oh, he, yeah, that he failed a drug test. There's no way. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. They knew, and um, it could have been more than just failing the drug test because uh, I think it during a game. I think it was during a match. Oh. So I think he 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 sniffed a couple lines before. <laughs> that's why he was facing a lengthy ban and i don't know what pachuca did i i feel part of me feels conspiracy theory that uh, ame was in on it and they blocked the transfer to chivas just to f with chivas how did america wait how did you get america involved in this people well, not america we say america but televisa oh but televisa has nothing you know to I mean? do with uh tv contracts my boy no, but like uh, Grupo Pachuca is not associated with Televisa, are they? They're not, but Televisa can. Are oh, you saying they have that kind Televisa. of power? Well, because they have like investigative reporters, because they're uh... they're multi, they're a conglomerate. They have yeah, like they have a reporters lot of... for TV, radio, newspaper, magazines. Yeah, they could just assign some dudes and be like, they could just ruin your fucking me... life. Just. Just give me all the dirt on Pachuca. Do it. <laughs> and they do. They have like... No, I believe you. They, they're like Tony Stark. You know how Tony Stark has like... No, it is Batman from Justice League where he he kept files on all the members. On yeah. their weaknesses and whatnot in case they went rogue. And you had to defeat them. And then like Superman finds out and he gives them a... He gives them kryptonite. <laughs> Because he, he agrees, even though he thought it was like fucked up. Uh, Superman agrees, like yeah, if I ever if I ever lose my shit, I could fuck everyone up. So he gives Batman some kryptonite, and he's like, "Here, dude, that's a pretty cool storyline." <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me get this going so we can talk about this. This is crazy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cadena MX Football Podcast. Tonight, we are going to be talking about who the hell is going to run this bitch? Who's going to coach the Mexican national team every day? New rumors, and there's a new player. A new player has stepped in to the spotlight. We also want to talk about Trophies Lopez having a great moment and how he got here. And that and much, much more. But joining me tonight, my good friend, Joel. Joel, how are we doing? I'm doing good, dude. Just just when you think there's not much news, <laughs> more news, more news comes out, and and right now I'm a bit more entertained with with Chofi's comments than with Selección drama. Oh man, yeah. So 
um, I, I'm catching up with everything that happened today, but as far as uh, Chofis Lopez, we just got to address or acknowledge the moment that he's having with Pachuca off to a great start. I think he has like four or five goals to his name. Um, you know, he's already got a championship with them. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's getting the spotlight. He's getting the interviews. And he, he mentioned something along the lines of how at Chivas, he wasn't given the opportunity and, um, <laughs> you know, how he wanted another shot. And now I feel great. I'm motivated. And uh, obviously with the rumors of his head coach, potentially coaching the national team, uh, there is not a crazy possibility that he might be suiting up for the national team uh, at one point. And uh, we were having this discussion on our group chat, like, yo, man, like this dude has never played for the national team, never has been even considered for the national team, not even in the youth ranks, you know, not even the well, under 17, the 20s, the 23s. I think considered, c considered, yes. Uh, he was in the preliminary list for Cold Cup. Yeah, I mean, he's been on, like, preliminary lists and all that, but he's never actually gone to, like, even get go no, like gone. He's, yeah, he's never he's never set foot in the field wearing the the green. Uh, and and he's not green. a young buck, you know? He's... Correction, correction. He was called up. He just didn't make the team. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ron, joining us tonight. How are we doing, man? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah, we, we were talking about how like, man, this dude's like never really had a shot, and he's 28 years old. We're not talking about like a young prospect. This guy's he debuted for Chivas in 2013. It's been like 10 years, bro, and he's barely getting Wait, going he, right now. That's the important thing to keep in mind because he looks like a kid. He has a baby face, and he has like a little kid name. You know, Trophies is like calling someone Yonyo, and and sort of like. <laughs> He he didn't outgrow that nickname, um, which which I don't know if you guys remember. Almeida tried to get him to change it. Change what? His nickname. Oh, la trophies. He was saying, yeah, he was saying that wasn't like. He was trying to like change this guy's like mentality. He even gave him the number ten. He's like, yeah, you're you're gonna wear the number ten and. And he, he, there is, there is an interview. You guys, if you look for it, you can find it. But it, it didn't work, man. <laughs> it didn't work. I, I, I told, I've, I've told you this from the, I mean, even when he was back with Chivas and stuff like that. Chofis, Chofis is just, uh, he's, he's that typical, you know, Mexican league club player that you know will do well. You know, uh, he's he's a journeyman. He's not a he's not he's never going to be a star. He's never going to be, you know. And, and part of that I think has to do, and I and I mentioned it to you guys. I mean, look, I'm not saying that this guy's got to be a physical specimen, but you can tell that he doesn't take his training seriously. I mean, the guy. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, I mean he's a professional, you know, soccer player, and the guy's. I mean, still has a gut. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying he's like Pastor Lozano, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. But no, you're right. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, if, if you're going to be a professional soccer player, you, you really got to take, you know, uh, you know, you really have to take care of yourself. And that's what I've always seen about him. And there's something, I like I said, there's, a, there's other players that, that have, that are like that, that, I mean, they're technically gifted, but they just don't, you know, they don't take themselves seriously off the field. And part of that is, you know, the diet and then the nutrition and all that type of stuff. And I think that's where, I, I think that's where he he lacks. You, you know that that's that's how I knew that 
a lot of the problems he was having at the club had to do with his mentality. Yeah. Uh, just going off of his weight because I remember when when she was brings in Pelayas and then Almeida, you know, he he puts in 50 big ones and they get all, you know, they bring in a lot of players. And so if you're trophies, right, you're thinking, this is my chance that, you know, this team can again fight for the fight for the league. Um, and I could be in the spotlight because better teammates and I could make the national team and I have a good run for World Cup or to go abroad. Because, I mean, that's how I would see it. You know, if you're with a club that's been asked and all of a sudden they're bringing in players and coaches and, and improving, it would have motivated me. And so that season, he, he showed up to training camp overweight. And yeah. I, don't, I don't remember how many times, but, but I'm like, <laughs> if, if, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he also have, like, a kid very, very young? Probably, man. He's Mexican. He, he might. <laughs> bro, I remember like Chucky Lozano winning a title, and he already had a baby, bro. I'm like, and he was married. I'm like, dude, how old are you, bro? Shit, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's that that could work. That could be, you know, both ways. I mean, that could give you motivation to 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 be serious and take your career serious, or else, or it could be just like, hey, you're just not, you know, you're just trying to have fun. But like I said, I I don't I don't think I don't think that he's gonna be a. I don't think I don't see him. I mean, I see him probably making the national team, you know, here and there, but I don't expect anything of him at the national team level. I think he's going to be like those type of players, like you know, you know, Chima Ruiz and Victor Ruiz and David Rangel and Omar. Yeah, I criticize him a lot, but I, I seem to have more faith in him. I, I think that. Getting booted from Chivas was like the best thing that could happen. Ah, you took my hot take, bro. Damn it. <laughs> I think that was because he, he was an MLS. The better, who has the better career, Diego Lainez or Chofis long term? Um. Long term? Oh, uh, come on. Of course, right now it's it's um, it's Chofis, but his, no, his, no, his, no, his career is just I, I starting. Say, I, I say Diego because he's done, he's done more. To, on the national, I mean, he's you well, know he's made the national yeah, team. Yeah, you could you could argue it. I know that was from seventeen twenty twenty three Olympics. He has the bronze. Ron, you convinced me, dude. My my vote goes for for yeah. It's not even about comparisons. What? But you did take my hot take. Like, look, this guy, this guy is over here sitting in a Gucci sweater jacket. It looks like a clown. <laughs> And then he has the balls to say that they never gave me a chance at Chivas. Bullshit, bro. You were at the Chivas since 2013. I remember his debut, and I remember that that one that one game he against, had against Monterrey, and everybody was hyping him up. And I'm like, dude, this guy's been around for a while. And like, you know, you know. And I, I started to look at his career. I'm like, this dude's never like been part of like the youth like Mexican national team. Like, that's a red flag, right? Like, if you're part of the proceso, like at one point. The Mexican national team would have looked at you, and he's he's never really been looked at, and now he's having like this this great moment. But it's like, dude, like don't over don't sit down and say, oh, we never we gave you plenty <laughs> of chances, and you decided to to not be take your career serious at Chivas, and the best thing that happened to you is is being part of that scandal that happened with Detir Vielpando. He ends up going to San Jose, and doesn't do anything over there. I was there. I was present. I think he had. And, Didn't he um, have like thirteen goals in in thirty four games? He he did okay, but I mean, you know, he wasn't doing some crazy stuff. 
and at the end they didn't even decide to keep him so that that has a lot to say about like how they see him as a player and as a professional yeah, right that, that 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 right there Jaime I, I always thought the same thing because I figured he could have he could have made a name for himself like in MLS if yeah he, I, he you, has, he, he's a journeyman at best dude that's 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 all he's that all he's, that's all he can hope for and hey honestly I mean think of think of like other journeymen like like Paco Torres and and like Lucho, you know what's his name, uh, you know stuff like that. Guys that just basically had a long, you know, club career. Hector More, uh, Once, the Hector yeah, Reynoso. Yeah, yeah, another him or you know Joaquin Beltran, you know stuff like that. I mean they they didn't really play that much, you know, have have, have a lot of uh, time in the, in the on the national team. I, I still have but faith, had... Ron. Faith in what? Faith in who? In trophies, I think he could break into the national team. But hey, not with, with the dry spell going, if he gets a shot. What did I say? I, what did, I don't know. I don't remember if I said it last week or the week before about Pachuca. How remember there, there's Pachuca, guys that can ride their, there's guys that can ride their bike, you know, to, <laughs> to, uh, to their training ground and not get recognized or you know because Pachuca is not a big market. So it's like I think that I guarantee if you put if you put trophies back at Chivas, he would fail. And, and the amount of media, you know, presence and, and, and pressure that, you know, there, that surrounds Chivas, I don't think he'd do well. I think I think the best trophies can do is stay at a, at a play soccer in a, in a small market where there's not a lot of pressure. He could invite the what? hookers to the to the stadium. And... <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think the the shine bright too 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 much at, at Chivas. The, every little mistake you do is is magnified 10 times because you're playing for Chivas, right? And anywhere you go, anywhere you go, there's people that will recognize you. And now because of social media, it'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll be on the newsreel by the night. Not yeah. even the night. I'm showing my age. It'll, you I, know, wonder, it'll I wonder if these younger players look up to guys like Memo Choa, who is playing as Salernanita right now in uh, Serie A, who even at his age, <laughs> is still leading Serie A in saves. Yes, he has a shitty defense, but he's still pushing for greatness. Um, these young players, it's like they, they get satisfied with the fat paycheck. Like uh, you guys mentioned, they're rolling around with the mink coat, saying they never got a fair shot. There's a serious disconnect. Uh, it's either It seems to be with Mexico, There's it's one or the other, the extreme. It's either complete hype job or like a professional like a like a, re a respectable professional but the there's far and few in between of that yeah yeah i mean true i i, I think there's i think there are people that do admire memo Choa, but i i also know that there are a lot of people that you know shit on memo Choa. um you know just for for uh, personally i i admire his career I mean, I, I remember meeting Memo Choi. Um, actually, I met him at the, Robert, you know, first time I ever met him was at the Robertson Stadium at a training uh, with America. At that, at that time, he was like, he was a nobody. I mean, you still had, what's his name, uh, Adolfo Rios? Damn. And I, yeah, I know. I mean, they, they, they were doing the interleague stuff. And I remember, I mean, I, I had interviewed, you know, uh, Paco Torres there. There was another Torres kid. Uh, that was also a prospect. 
but I mean, I remember, I remember that the, the trainer who was, I was, uh, I interviewed, you know, he spoke well of Memo and he also, sp he spoke, he, he, he was telling me about Paco Torres and Memo Ochoa at that time. You know, isn't Ochoa's family like, uh, like they have a restaurant, like they cook food. I, uh, well, yeah, they, uh, they have a tortas, like a sandwich shop, you know? Oh, okay. But yeah, no, I, I personally admire his career. I think, I mean, to, to, to play at that level for as long as he has. And, and honestly, I mean, one of the things that always impressed me about Memo is, you know, to, to debut at what, at 17 and to be able to handle the, that sort of pressure. At America? At America. And then at the national team level. For as long as he has, that, that's, that's respectable. Yeah, he's been solid. He's been a solid goalkeeper. Um, not everybody's ambitious, though. You know, you look at Lechonkis. And it's just like, dude, like this guy has a lot of talent, but he doesn't have the discipline. And now he's like, look at me now. You know, he's like Mike Jones. Like back then you didn't want me. Now they all want, me. you know, it's like, dude, stop, bro. Stop. You haven't accomplished anything yet, man. You want a title at Pachuca? Good for you, bro. But like, honestly, like it took you like 10 years to get your shit together. Like who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, we had this idea that it was going to be Almada as coach, maybe Biesla, and, you know, a week goes by, and all of a sudden, everything changes. Now the rumors is uh, Diego Coca. And uh, it's like, how the f how did we get here? How did we go from Biesla to Coca, dude? I don't understand. Uh, I, I could tell you. I, I the do. Smoke, smoke screen? That's why I'm here. Negotiating uh, tactic, <laughs> Well, the first is it's also the media. They need to create clickbait. And Bielsa's been the name that pretty much every time there's a, you could go back maybe 20 years, every time there's an opening, he's on the list. Uh, and no matter if FMF put him there, just the media likes to hype him up just because he's been, you know, more so what he did at Atlas and then going back to 06 with, with the bulk of that squad being players at, that you know that came they came up from the whole Bielsa project and so then that just gave it more weight and so a lot of the media has always pumped that they they'll, they'll never give sources or anything they'll just you know say that it was like I, the Pachuca went to me that um Martinez like they said oh lo tiene palabrado o palabrado how like what what could he even you know, what, what could he even um, promise him? Because, and, and you know, we've heard about Bielsa that he will talk to the main dude. And he don't like the middleman. So it's, it would be unlike Bielsa to go and talk to Martinez and agree to a bunch of bullshit. And then he has to meet with Irarragorri, Azcarraga, whoever. And it's a whole, you know, that it didn't make no sense to me, that whole thing. Because, like, seriously, well, what can he offer him? And most he could be like, would you be interested? He'd be like, well, yeah, let me see what offer. And, but that doesn't mean shit, you know? <laughs> it just means... Um, so that, that the media used that for weeks, that was dumb. Uh, the, the news now is that the meeting on the 21st, so that could be maybe a bit more valid because now there is a committee that is in charge of that. And that was the, the other thing Mar the Pachuca guy Martinez didn't even want to be a part of it. Mm. So, that, was so, very, that, 
that was very telling at the foot at the picante uh, interview when yeah. they kept when they kept pressing him about you know Grupo Pachuca and it's like well you're gonna have to ask, you know uh, what's the name John Delisha said well you're gonna have to ask them you know why 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 they didn't want to be a part of it so I mean after I saw that after I saw that I knew I knew that Bielsa was off the table and I knew that uh, I knew that basically that uh, the Grupo Orlegi I mean. Grupo Pachuca and Grupo Televisa, they can tolerate each other. From from what I've from what I've read, and also kind of like almost like kind of kind of like how he confirmed it, the Grupo Orlegi people and the Grupo Pachuca people don't really they can't really they can't even tolerate them uh, each other. Mm. So that that was to me it was very very telling, and so I kind of knew that it was gonna be I knew that it was gonna be somewhere in the. Um, I knew that, that either Televisa or or, or, or Legi were going to basically uh, call the shot as to who who the coach was going to be. Damn. You know? That's but, not even uh, fair, dude. <laughs> honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, if, if, if it's true now that, uh, what's his name, Diego Coca is going to be the coach, I am not thrilled about that. Yeah, man. I mean, I know what he did at Atlas is commendable. Like, you know, you took this team and somehow managed to win, win two, like strike lightning twice. But we're not talking small potatoes here. This is the national team, and well, I don't. The way the way the way he also the the way Atlas also played, equipo chico. They they played they exactly. Played like a small you know, <laughs> and, and and honestly, like I said, hey, it's valid. You know, it's a valid way to play, but. Is that really what is that really what you want in a coach that's going to coach your national team in your own World Cup in your own country? Nah. And on, and honestly, look, I, I don't buy for one minute that Diego Coca was. And you're like, he's not like a, he's not like a, a Tuca Ferretti or a, or a, a, a Bora or a La Volpe that you know they're although they're they're not you know they're not Mexicans by birth. They've lived in Mexico for a lot, you know, basically almost more, you know, more than half of their lives now. If you think about it, mm-hmm. I mean, they they spent now more time in Mexico, significantly more time in Mexico than their their uh, native country. But to me, it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. That it's like shit. I mean, you're eighty six. Eighty six didn't have a Mexican coach. Now in twenty twenty six, you're not gonna have a Mexican coach. The last, you know, the last you had what. This is the what, third coach, and you also had an interim coach. All of them foreigners. That, that was Bora nationalized by then? What's that? Who? Bora. Bora was. I'm not like I said. I mean, I can tolerate Mexican that. Mexican born. I know what you mean, but I think I he. But but Coca Coca's not is not a is not a player that was you know that spent most of his time in Mexico. He isn't also a coach that spent most of his coaching career in Mexico. Yes, he has ties to the uh, to the Mexican league. You know, but he's to me, he is not a, a coach that was that that was, you know, born and bred in Mexico. You know, that you know, like you, you know, when you can like there's 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 foreign coaches in Mexico that like their mentors are people like Ojitos Mesa, La Puente, stuff like that, you know. That I don't know, this I, I don't Coca just rubs me the wrong way in that regard that I, I don't he's think not he the guy. Been, no, I don't. And more than anything, forget the foreigner. I, I, his 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 tactics, his style. 
Yeah, he's not he's not the guy. I, I don't want him for the national team. He can do his thing at Tigres. That's uh, fine. But and it's funny because I mean the, the, a lot of the criticism that I see is how how you know Atlas played to win those championships and also like they, they're even making uh, cracking jokes about you know him parking the bus against the uh, what is it the uh, the MLS All Star. Now granted, I know it's a bullshit. It's a bullshit uh, you huh. know game, but still. Yeah, and also like if we think about it, some of the players that attributed to the success of Atlas are not Mexican. Furch and what is it? Quinones? What was it? That's what I'm saying. Like, you're not going to have those. But is it Furch? is nationalized, no? Isn't he? I think yeah, he but I'm not going to fucking call yeah. him up, dude. For the Gold Cup? <laughs> nah, son. Give, give him a Gold Cup, dude. <sighs> and now, all right, so it's already bad as it is, like, Accepting the fact that it might not be Biesla or that wasn't even a consideration, but now they're starting to say that it's be you know he might be coaching the U.S. national team, and that would piss me the fuck off. It's like not only did we lose him, but we're gonna lose him to our worst, our 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 nemesis. Have you heard anything from U.S. media though? No, because U.S. media reported that. I'll do a quick Google search, but I want to say it's all coming from Mexico, right? Then I just call bullshit. <laughs> I don't think they even have a sporting director. Oh, right Bleacher now. Report. Mm. US. Wait, can, you, can you play that? Uh, hello, Mr. Iragori. Can you play that clip? No. Oh, wait. <laughs> this article's from 2011. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, I don't Can know. Can you play that audio? What is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, it's, it's in the private chat. It's in the in the private chat. Hello, Mr. Iragori. Well, where is it? Mm, in in the private chat. I don't see it, bro. It's a it's a video. I'll look for it, but I don't see it. All right, just yeah. When you see, <laughs> it's a funny one. Huh. So, are we going to have a coach soon? Wait, is this it? Hello, Mr. Iragori. Yes. The, the the new coach, he he no good. He 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 parked the 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 truck, the, the bus in front of the 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 go. <laughs> I get I get bombarded with those with those videos like, "Hey, Mr. George in that Spanish thick Spanish accent." Oh, complaining about his co-workers. Wait, wasn't it one that he, he took it to the strip club or something? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the and then another one that he's drinking in the jock. <laughs> yeah, he does those funny TikTok <laughs> videos. You know, complaining. He's writing out his his, his co-workers. <laughs> you know? That guy wants a promotion, dude. Oh, man. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <sighs> man. What a wild week. Honestly, I don't think this guy's going to last. Coca? I don't, I, if he gets it, I don't think he'll last. Well, yeah, I mean, the next coach, the next coach has to be Mexican, right? Like, that is the consensus. He has to be Mexican. And there's, there's going to be 
yeah, the 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 spotlight's gonna be there, and and if these tournaments do happen, the um, well, they're gonna happen. I mean, they're gonna happen. To put I mean, the boosted to boosted Gold Cup with teams from Europe and Africa and Asia, and then you have a Copa America. So, so my, two, my guess, my, my guess, they're they're probably gonna do the uh, like a uh, uh, a confederations cup like on steroids, where it, like. They want two from yeah, every confederation. Yeah, that's the Cup. Well, that's the Cold yeah. Cup. They're, they're... Yeah. So they're probably going to get. They're probably going to get the the, the the champion and the runner up of each uh, uh, confederation. Hmm. Yeah, that I would mean, be impressive if look, they could do that. Looking yeah. bad in either of those tournaments, it would. You do whoever's the coach. They're not going to live it up. Would that be the year before the World Cup? 2025? I don't know, man. It could be next year. I'm just saying. But next you, year is the Copa America. You mess up in either of those tournaments and it's you, you don't hear the end of it. The sky is falling. Uh, I mean, like I said, honestly, if, if, if they have a bad showing in, in Copa America... So then it will be Piojo. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about it. How many years? How many years has been, you know the national team hasn't done anything of significance in, in in quite a bit, and like the league is hurting, the national team is hurting. Yeah. The latest rumor is Biojo's uh, set to take over Cholos. Cool. There you go, dude. Again. <laughs> I know. Por que, por que no Marquez, Rafa Marquez. Because he's doing his thing in Barca, bro. Let him. Let him. Let him cook. But because he 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 tried to let stab him cook, the bro. club owners in the back with the player <laughs> union that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's gonna be some. Up, I don't know. I'm just outsider looking in. Uh, it's gonna be some obscure Argentinian guy that maybe played as a backup <laughs> backup uh, at uh, River Plate. And nah, then... Hey, Coca played for River Plate. You're, you're yeah. talking about Chivas now. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not they're not going it's it's, it's because this World Cup they, they're going to bring in a player a player coach has to have some weight on him that's why people are mentioning Coca because the two campeonatos with Atlas and because Atlas hadn't won in seven years so that's easy to like you know like package something around him and make him look better so it has to be someone that has some weight on him like that because anything less than that, the media fans are just going to be on it. And then that, of course, affects sponsors and all that. So they're, they're not bringing no one obscure. It's going to be someone that has some, you know, they, they accomplished something, they've done something. I mean, it, it shouldn't really surprise us that Coca's going to be there because, like, I mean, like I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, yeah, a week ago, two weeks ago. That normally the way they used to choose, you know, choose the coach was the coach that had the most recent success in the league. Yeah. But what kind of threw me off was that Coca wasn't really being mentioned. You know, every, everything was, you know, all, I mean, and I understand the press is doing things for clickbait, you know, between Bielsa, uh, Piojo, Tuca, uh, you know, for Pachuca, because he's also had some pretty, you know, some uh, success, you know, recently. But uh, it kind of surprised me that, you know, Coca wasn't really, you know, in the mix. But, you know, like I said, after after that meeting, after that fut football picante, uh, 
interview, um, that that kind of to me that solidified. Okay, Pachuca's not going to have a say in this at all. Uh, so it's really going to be Televisa and, and, and Orlegi that are going to choose the coach. Um, and uh, I just I just think I have a feeling that you know Pachuca is going to sabotage. Kind of, kind of like similar. Remember, uh, Hoyle, when when uh, you had uh, Lebrija sabotage uh, Toluca? Murillo, Toluca. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, I, I have a feeling that you're going to see that. That's that's why he opted out of the committee. Yeah. He's like, I, I see I, your I, committee I, I, sucks. Because? I think. I mean, honestly, I think that's. I think that's why he did it. I think that's why he doesn't want to be a part of it because. You know, I think he he wants to do what basically Lebrija did back in 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 in, uh, in 01. You know, I mean, do you remember? I mean, that 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 got to. I mean, back then there were you know there were fisticuffs that were thrown in the in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like La Puente had done really good. Ninety eight, good good Gold Cup. Ninety nine wins Confederations Cup. Right, and then in a one, he has a bad gold cup. Yeah, but back then the gold cup didn't mean anything. The cup, I know, the, but they use that. They use that to say, "Oh, look, the team sucks now." Uh, yeah. Trying to bring in someone better, and they were pumping sunshine on uh, on Ojitos, which you know his clubs had been sensational, Toros Nesa, Toluca, and it it sucked that the the media went with it and they had this whole campaign and it went from La Puente para Presidente to Fuera La Puente. <laughs> yep. And then, and now in the, in a recent podcast, Ojitos even said he didn't even want to, he didn't even want the national team. Oh shit. Really? Um, yeah. And it, yeah. And it sucks because a really nice guy and uh, the team just, man, if you, if you think Tata's team was playing bad, Go look at Ojito's oh, team. That was a that was go, a dark go time. Go watch, go watch that, those games and see the results, dude. It, that, oh that, man, he that, was that, he, was that, he responsible for the Aztecaso, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's when I realized that the media was basically full of shit, and about about <laughs> yeah, anyway. uh, the, the federation <laughs> imposing players on coaches because when when you look at you know when when you look at Ojito's uh, rosters, they was basically pe- people that. You know, before La Puente, I mean, they weren't really the national team players, but he brought in well, his his crew. Victor Ruiz. You know, uh, well, no, Victor Ruiz actually did, was was uh, was called up by La Puente. But you Ron, have in that, that in that podcast run, he talks about players that said not to call them up, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that was part of like the whole back and forth. Yeah, because you had like, you had guys from Toluca like you know Omar Blanco and David Rangel and. And, 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 and other Chiquis. players that in Ojito, Chiquis, no, to his credit, to his credit, Chiquis actually did go up the, the, the proper ranks. He went from the, you know, the 17, the 20, whatever. So he's proper ranks, meaning uh, he betted the, his coach's uh, daughter. No, that was after, that was after the fact. No, Chiquis, 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 no, no, Chiquis had a legit career, you know, going, you know, basically going from the youth to the national team. Not too many players can say that actually, you know? Um, but, but that's kind of like when I started to realize, no, you know what? The media is really full of shit. And this is before like really social media, 
because but the, because you started calling you started seeing the rosters that Ojito was using, and I'm thinking, hold on, these guys aren't marketable by any stretch of the imagination. It's not like Televisa's doing a campaign to 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 promote you know Omar Rang, you know David Rangel or Omar Blanco or, or or even Victor Ruiz for that matter, you know. Um, but yeah, and and part of and part of that was because you know you know what's his name Rafael Lebrija, who is probably, you know, next to Guillermo Cañedo from America, he's probably the best um, uh, club president the, the, the league has ever had. Because, yeah, I mean, we did him so with... dirty at Chivas. I, I'm still mad about that. Yeah, you guys did. You guys did. Because like I said, I mean, the guy, the, the guy was, was like, nothing to learn here. <laughs> nothing to learn. This guy offers yeah. nothing. But that's but I think I think that that's what you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see Grupo Pachuca, you know, what just played out. Let let you know the national team screw up. And but, then, uh, all right. So if you're Pachuca, why would you want your best coach to leave and coach the national team? What? Like because for the team you're confusing them. Because what? Almeida, what's his name? Almada. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Almada. He, he he. Don't get me wrong. He's a. Uh, He's, he, he, I'm not questioning his, his, his you know, his, his capacity as a coach, but Pachuca, believe it or not, I mean, with the connections that they have, they can go, they can go, they, they can go to Europe, they can go to South America, and they'll get, and they'll replace them. Oh, you I know? see. Because I mean, honestly, yeah, I will give them Pachuca's back. Pachuca's never, never depended on the coach for their success. No, no. they have it. They have their structure so well that. They could just slot in someone else, and 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 then the team is back to being competitive. I see. Now, I say this, and I know that you guys are going to laugh about it because you know I'm a Club America fan. But if, but there's been you know people that have spoken out about how close Pachuca is with or how how they how close they were with the the the, the officiating commission. You know. Oh really? So. So yeah. Oh yeah, there's been no I, I agree. There's been um Yeah, yeah there's so, been rumors of that for a long time. And not and not just rumors from the media, basically rumors from other coaches and other players and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah, hey, they can't prove it, it's all conjecture, but you know, it they keep saying it, they keep saying it. Um but I don't know, that's that's why I, I still think that uh, Grupo Pachuca, you know, is going to is gonna strike. I think if if, if if Mexico has a really bad Copa America uh, next summer, uh, they're going to circle the wagons. I don't even think you have to look that far. You know, we have, uh, what nations league matches coming up. Um, no, 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 that would be too obvious. That would be extremely too obvious. They, they need, they need something like Copa America. I mean, if, 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 if they get their asses handed to them, you know, kind of like they did back in the last Copa America, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to, like I said, they're going to circle the wagons and they're, and they're going to mm-hmm. look for blood. They're going to try to they're going to try to make the you know the group the the, the people that that hired yeah the uh, committee the committee they're going to make them look bad. Yeah, oh, I see. Because because here's the thing, Jesus Martinez has you know and and more than anything, Fasi who's been used more as a mouthpiece. You know, he's already gone on record, you know, on podcasts and interviews about how you know the certain powers that be, you know, are are, are you know they're, they're not you know. Uh, uh, very innovative. They're not forward thinking and blah blah blah. You know. Uh huh. But 
that's that's where I think you know that that I think that that it ultimately is going to boil the 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 you know the the rift between you know those two groups. A lot of power plays in this, and I think like your casual fan doesn't know what happens. It's like the iceberg, right? You you just see the surface, but you don't know what's underneath. And there's a lot of layers to Liga Mekis, and you know we appreciate your insight and and your experience, just knowing like no 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 like these are actually the the guys calling the shots here. <laughs> yeah, and and it's all with the TV because they're the ones that are trying to to get the rights for the national team, which are gonna be up after the World Cup. Uh-huh. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Televisa is gonna be able to, uh, to you know, to pull it a fast one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because it seems like every time that Pachuca tries to make a move, the group of Pachuca, somehow Televisa has a a uh, a story, you know. Somehow, somehow, somehow. I was just talking. <laughs> I was just talking to Jaime about this. Uh, somehow um, they always have a story how uh, yeah. how you know Jesus Martinez basically got you know all these lands for basically you know pennies on the dollar, you know, and, and, well, they, and how yeah, they pay off they paid off the governors. Yeah, even and, and how, even some that have re, that have that are no longer governors, they like that they still get those, you know, Manila envelopes. And, and, <laughs> how, and, how, and, and how basically their you know their their school you know their university and their high school is just basically just a uh, a money grab. A show. You know, to get, so they, yeah, so they can get yeah uh, uh, money from uh, you know the, the the Department of Education. Well, at least you know Mexico's yeah, version of it. Yeah, and then they, I think they don't get taxed and stuff like that. So it's it's yeah it's a big money scheme, but yeah the Televisa you know, uh, massive media conglomerate biggest in Mexico, so I don't I don't I don't doubt if they have a couple of reporters, just I, just I, um, well, just well, on Pachuca documenting every little detail. Uh, just really quick, uh, it reminded me of of this Justice League story where Justice Batman League had, <laughs> Batman had the files on another members in case they went rogue or or became evil and you had to defeat them that's kind of televisa they have files on everyone dude but they, they do but but like i said you know pachuca they they're, they've been smart i mean like you know they they like it's in their stadium who did they name their uh their press room after who pachuca yeah who, who, their, their, their press room I forgot. You know. I've, oh wait, wait! It's a FIFA guy. Hey, Pele? No, 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 no. Jose, Ra- wait, Jose Ramon. The journalist that has the most, you know, uh, uh, you know, following and, and the most clout. Yeah, the most so connections. They, yeah. So they basically kiss his ass, and then they, they they name you know all you know they name this after you know and they have you know this powwow and they bring in these you know FIFA executives like Bladder and blah blah blah. Didn't so, they name something uh, something else? Uh, after one of the yeah they like the I said they, they they've had they've had you know they basically had powwows with a bunch of FIFA officials and stuff like that but so I mean they they're they're playing the game you know they so have a playing... hot dog they're they gonna name a hot dog after trophies every day Give me a, <laughs> a trophies a bacon wrapped trophies dog. <laughs> Uh, if we were to be accurate, I would do like a jelly donut for La Chofis. <laughs> <I would. laughs> 
Holy shit, they've been around since 1901. Just did a quick Google search. That is yeah. uh But you was the oldest uh, club in Mexico, right? That's the It's what or, or second or second yeah. oldest. No, 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 no. The uh actually I, I, I went <laughs> we went back and forth with this guy uh on Twitter that was now there because Pachuca they claim that they're they're from uh 1901, right? Uh-huh. And then, then they are saying, "Oh, we got some information." No, we actually we're from eighteen seventy something. Okay. Oh, I see. So, so we went. It's kind of like you guys forth. with your pro, pro title, huh? And then all your no, amateur we titles. Kept, we, no, we kept going back and forth. <laughs> we kept going back and forth because the the they're the, basically what Pachuca did is that they stole the identity, the colors, the crest. Of of a Pachuca team that was founded by Brit, you know, by expat Brits, but they they're not alive anymore. After you know, basically most of the Brits and Scots uh, back in the yesteryears, they left Mexico, you know, be, you know before you know before the Great War because you know they were being called up. So so the Pachuca that you know that we know now, they're actually from they 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 they're actually from the sixties. Which, but it's not. Wasn't so, the Cruz not, Azul? Or, no, that's. Isn't there a Cruz Azul Hidalgo? Yeah, there is. Did yeah, they get Cruz, their franchise? No, 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 no. Cruz Azul. No, no. They, they, they've, they, uh, they just started. But like I said, they just adopted. They basically stole. They stole. They stole the uh, Pachuca's. Uh, you know. Well, uh, yeah. History. I just want to give a bit more context to what Ron is saying because. The, the earliest teams obviously were were from the from the British from the sailors that would come and they would be on the ports yeah so like Veracruz any seaport mm. so when you see River Plate like that's where they got the name from the boxes of the crates they were oh. marked for Rio de la Plata but it would say River Plate and they, they thought that that was cool the players and they wow. that's how they named their team but same in so Mexico, you're saying so they came on boats. <laughs> they, did, they did come up. so uh that's where the earliest teams were there because they that you know the sailors would then play in their off time and or or the whatever company they would establish in that area for the shipping and whatnot that and makes sense that, with those uh yeah. random ass uh argentinian teams what are the new old boys yeah all the names yeah no but but like i said but but here's the thing like if if, if i wanted to start club asturias Again, or Club or Club España again, you know, I would get hit with million lo- a shitload of lawsuits in Mexico because why? Technically, those clubs still exist. Technically, they still have you know fa- uh, facilities. They still have a lot of uh, members, and they still have their trophies from the from back in the yesteryears. Oh. And, and a lot of documentation got but, lost from but, where but it was like, the Mexican Civil Revolution like, run. Yeah, but like for example, Pachuca. I mean, it, it, that would be the equivalent of me. Uh, starting, you know, the Popo Packaging Company Football Club. You know, who the hell's gonna fight me? Who's who? Who? who which owner are gonna basically is gonna fight me uh, and say, hey, you, no, you can't use that? That's basically what Pachuca did. Mm. Yeah, you know? that's why that's why they've always rubbed me the wrong way because they <laughs> they tried. No, even even when they went with that, you know, they, they, they back in that like you know twenty years ago when they started with that shit about oh el equipo de todos el equipo de todos. They used to say that. Yeah, they were like the Cowboys. They just claimed they just claimed themselves as uh, you know the team of America. 
No, el equipo de México colors to the crest too, the flag. El equipo de México, some shit like that, you know? Uh, <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then, like I said, oh, la cuña del fútbol mexicano. It's like, no, no, wait a minute. You're not the original Pachuca Athletic Club. They were, but they don't exist. Their guys are dead. They're, they're you know, they died in the Great War, you know? Who's the other one? Orizaba or Ori? Well, I, I, here's, I can't prove it, obviously, but... I mean, there's. I actually have you know books from the 50s and you know and 40s and stuff like that that you know that obviously mention Orizaba and stuff like that. But if you just use common sense, it's more it's more probable that Brits or even Europe any you know European whether it be a Spaniard or or, or, or you know Frenchman or German or you know a, a Brit could basically play a game whether it's rugby whether it's soccer whether it's cricket, you know. Right in the port cities, be it Tampico, be it Orizaba, be it Veracruz, whatever, then miners in Pachuca, you know, or miners in you know in, in Hidalgo. Cornish miners, or, right? Or or even or even or even uh you know in, in Mexico City. Now, it just like you, you, we know we know that they played cricket back in the eighteen sixties in Mexico, eighteen fifties and eighteen sixties in Mexico. You can bet your ass that they also played soccer. Yeah, and yep. this is the other the yep. other thing too to remember. Um, that gives more strength to the whole port cities. First, like for the rules, so they would they will come in English, like from England, like the mm -hmm. whatever. I forget the names because it was like two or three different rules for soccer. Uh, but like if you wanted uniforms, if you wanted cleats and the soccer balls, they didn't make them in Mexico. I don't think they started making them till like the forties. So yeah, all of that crazy. stuff had to be exported and, and from England. Damn. And even from other parts of Europe, they would get from England. Like you, you read the Juventus and their their uniform used to be pink. And then they yep. they sent they, they sent they sent to England for uniform and they sent them the the black and white by mistake and they ended up just keeping that. So I mean you even have teams from Italy, you know. So it's more so in Mexico because there just wasn't there just wasn't an industry for that or, or you know, or, or much. Um, you know, a lot of people asking for that shit. Like, who's, who's going who's gonna to buy yeah, a the, soccer ball? The Uve crest or the black and white was inspired by the English um, team. I forget the name. But it was sent on accident. It was a Newcastle? Oh, okay. By English side, I think it was like Knotts County, something like that. Probably so, Newcastle, oh, yeah. no? Uh, yeah. Nick, Nick has, those those like, two have similar, yeah, they're they're similar looking. Yeah, on Wikipedia it says that they were founded by Cornish miners. Yeah, no, I don't doubt that. That's well established. I just, I'm, my my contention is that that's not the original team. Uh, they basically just, you know, took over, you know, basically assumed someone else's, you know, uh, history, club, you know, crest, and stuff like that. That's pretty smart, though. It is. You got to give it to him. I mean, uh, good for him, you know. And so I've always how do, said, how do we make this? How do we make this? And, I, and I've always said, if, if we had more, if we had more, you know, Jesus Martinez, you know, you would have a fully autonomous league, you know, independent owners and stuff like that. Like you know, so exposed. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's like I said, there's certain. I mean, he didn't get to, he didn't get to, you know, to where he's at by basically, you know, being nice, you know, playing nice. I mean, the guy's obviously, you know, he's taking, you know, he's stolen, he has stolen an identity, you know, knowing that they can't, 
that there's no, no one alive to contest it. Wow. Or documents. That's the other one, Ron. Yeah. There's very little documents, unfortunately, and that, and, for us. And and that's and that's what I was asking that other you know that 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 hist, you know quote unquote historian from Pachuca. I was going back and forth with it, and I said, "Look, I have no skin in the game, because that other guy, you know, basically he was being paid by Pachuca, you know, you know for for you know consultation fees and blah blah blah." I basically said, "Hey, I have no skin in the game. I personally don't care, but prove to me that that's that Pachuca, that's the real Pachuca. Give me give me the articles of you know of organization. Give me give me you know something. Give me the the minutes. Give me whatever." And if you say, hey, it got lost in a fire, well, which fire? What day? I'm sure that it got documented, you know? Yeah. Hello? We're here, so man. What is, about, what is it about Pachuca that gets hailed as, like, the best, quote-unquote, best system to bring up foster talent? Is it money then or is it no i think they've had a good they've had they've look they've had a couple good players out of their system right but when they were going in the equipo de mexico stuff i didn't buy that for one minute because they were actually one of the first teams that started basically having you know six seven eight players when there were still that decree but they were bending the rules and that's and and and, uh, and a lot of well not a lot but some of the press were calling them out and saying hey you mean like corners yeah. Yeah. Because they were, they, you know, they were, they were doing the, uh, I mean, this before they, they, you know, the, the league, you know, eliminated the, uh, that decree of, you know, five, you know, five, uh, national team, uh, I'm sorry, five, uh, foreigners, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. They were basically playing with the rules. And like, if you were naturalized, they it would count, count you that. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and obviously, you know, like I said, it, it helps that they have invested a lot of money um, in infrastructure. There's no denying that. Whether, however, they got, however they they got that infrastructure, you know, whether you know they they got, you know, that the, the the lands and the facilities on, you know, pennies on the dollar and stuff like that. Hey, that's good for them. You know, more clubs should do it. Um, but I mean, honestly. I mean, I, I, I see Santos actually. I see Santos has been doing it consistently better than Pachuca, and up until recently, Club America got actually, you know, got into into developing players. I mean, because I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last time I read, the team that had the most exports to Europe was uh, Club America. You know. Um, so, but. Honestly, I've never been convinced. The last great team that was consistently developing national team players was Pumas, but they they have uh, they've kind of turned on. Uh, um, they started playing you know, uh, Moneyball. You know what? Like you know they, like I said, I mean they they, they it's like they've gone back on their word that you know they were going to use the net. You know the the resources of, of the of the university for the betterment of you know the country and that's why they they were committed into into developing players that that you know that would 
that would go on to you know you know cl other clubs in Mexico or or the national team and and and, and do well. That's I mean really because I, mean, I think it, I wonder if it's like an issue with like more leagues now because I know Serie A that's like a big conversation right now is like you look at Italy's failure the last five or so years. Ten years, man. Big, yeah. <laughs> I, we like to say five just to, to solve the blow, right? <laughs> but but it's, if you think about it, I think it was like 50% of the players in Serie A are not Italian, more than 50% rather. And it's Damn. like they've, and they've started to cash out also. So it's like, what is, uh, I wonder if that is kind of the same thing that's going on in Mexico where it's like you, your, your goal is to cash out. Meanwhile, the development of young talent, like actual Mexican talent, is on the back burner. But who knows? What's going on over there in uh, Italy? Another scandal with Juve? Yep. Well, hey, and also another scandal in Britain with uh, Man City. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's no surprise. They, they, you know, I've read I have read you know countless articles. You know, going back. You know, from you know the 2010, 2011, that you know there, there's going to be a reckoning in Europe. You know, the 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 money the money that is thrown around, like the Super League, just not, just just in general, just in general, it's not sustainable. You know, I mean, there's there's if you think about there's Barcelona should not be should not have any financial problems if you think about it. With the amount, the amount, you know, the 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 amount of, of you know, money or like you know that that they get, there's no reason that they should be they should be you know having my financial difficulties. And honestly, there's going to come a point where salaries, not just not not just in, in, in soccer, but just in general, in sports entertainment, is going to have to go down. You know, I don't, I don't think that. Uh, that sports was ever designed to have players, you know, making quarter of a billion or even half a billion dollars, you know? I mean, the money's got to come from somewhere. Revenue, um, ad, Mafia. sponsor. No, I, I, I get it. You know, I mean, the, the, the salary should be proportionate to what, you know, a club or in a league make. But like I said, you know, with, with the whole globalization and stuff like that, I mean, it, it's going to come to a point where it's going to burst. There's not, there's not going to be, I mean, I, you know, what, what, what the Saudi league is paying or the Qatari leagues are paying or even the Chinese league, you know, leagues are paying to attract, you know, basically, you know, older players that are on the ends of their careers. And then, you know, obviously what they're spending, you know, in Europe, that's just not, you can't sustain that, man. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, they got docked for false... Um... Basically, just fixing the numbers. I think they're now mm -hmm. in ten. They're in tenth now. So, but yeah, I think it's going to come to light. And it's funny that some of these scandals are the way that you think a club execs would be communicating is not over text messaging. I know some they were like WhatsApp messages. So it's like these guys are not that wise. But maybe there is a reckoning that's coming. But it is. And one of the things, one of the things that you know people also have to understand is that. Different countries use different accounting standards in terms of how how you record, you know, the assets, the liabilities, and the equity, and you know, like the you know the, the receivables and, and and stuff like that. 
So, so there's ways to cook, there's ways to cook the books to make it seem like, you know, you're more profitable or, or, or you have more equity than you, than, than you have, than, you know, that what the reality is. So, you know, and if you think about, think about this, Rangers went into receivership. You know, the most, you know, the most popular club in, in, in Scotland, you know? Yeah, uh, the the salaries that some of these players make is is pretty nuts. But I don't know. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, Real Madrid. In fact, you know, you know, what the day was it was the day that uh, Mexico won the the Olympics, the gold, the the gold. Mm-hmm. That same day, Real Madrid was in Philly, and I saw them play against Celtic later on in the afternoon. And I remember a lot of the Celtic fans were you know were making fun of uh you know they had you know they were making fun of. <laughs> Rangers, you know, Rangers, yeah. Because if you think about it, that was that time, in that time frame. You had Rangers that basically went into receivership, and they basically, you know, they the the, the Scottish Federal uh, League kicked them out, and they basically sent them back to the fourth division. And and that was around the time, like maybe I think what is it a year later, uh, when River Plate River. went down to uh... yeah. <laughs> Who's the uh, highest paid player in Liga Mix? Is that uh, Guignac? I would assume it's Guignac. Yeah, him and uh, Florin Tavin, the Frenchman. Yeah, I, I would uh, again. Technically, uh, you know, salaries technically aren't really published. You know, I know there's a lot of people like you know that, that claim you know three million or four million, but no one knows. No one knows for sure because they don't. They don't. Uh, the the teams don't document or they don't air out that information, which I think they should. I mean, there's a reason they don't. And I, that's why, like, this whole... They used, to, they, used to say, they used to say for protection of the players, you know. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> no, they all know they make money, you know. That's why, like, uh, this whole idea of, oh, maybe there'll be a Super League in the future. No, because Liga Max is not going to be able to be transparent about their finances. If the money's right, yes, they will. If the money's right. <laughs> well, it, it is. I mean, if the money's right and they're, you know, making what they want to make... You know, because think about it. I mean, the NFL, the MLB, all that, all that stuff. You know, you know, you know the salary. You know, you know who's making what. MLS, you know who's making what. So if you know if if ML if you know League MX is going to you know have a strong you know, like we're going to merge with you know the US, and if the idea is to have one Super League, those numbers, you know, you're going to have to be transparent. Yeah, I was watching the documentary on like how the Super League came and went, you know, what like how it came to that. And like, dude, they were literally like backstabbing each other, man. Like we we're talking about like uh like the European president inviting his one of the dudes over to like uh like he was like the godfather of some child and like the next the next day just like backstabbed like, yeah, we're gonna create this super league behind your back and shit. It's like crazy how cutthroat it is. Entonces, Coca is officially the coach, then, huh? Uh, no, nah, nothing official. Everybody, everybody now is saying it. You know, everybody is saying it now. Until I see uh, the actual, the actual uh, uh, announcement, you know, from an official, uh, you know, league or federation, uh, you know, account. But the fact that you're having, you know, because they're. There's certain there's certain reporters that will you know will 
will uh, air out, you know, rumors, quote unquote. But usually, some of the more serious uh, reporters, they they won't they won't air those out, you know, those rumors out until until it's official. Aside from uh, Atlas, I don't know a lot about him. I think I heard that he was a. Uh coaching Santos and then he got the sack there after a season right but maybe that was early on in his career do you yeah, guys can you guys like legitimize the hire in any way or can you guys say like ah, oh, well maybe we should give him a shot for this reason the only I mean really the only thing that you can you know say because like I said I mean if, if you use previous methods of choosing the coach which back then was which coach had the most recent success or you know a string of successes then you can you can argue that well hey be campeonato with atlas now he has you know tigres playing you know pretty well you know he left atlas on his own terms you know i mean really you, you can make a case from i mean you can't deny that he's just a flavor yeah. of the month man Nothing well, I mean, new. he had like, hey, getting a team to win in what eighty something years. I mean, that that's 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 difficult, you know. The you know that's that's difficult thing to do, and you, I mean, you can't you know, gotta give him credit for that. But I also think it's valid criticizing uh, the style of play. Now, granted, Atlas is not a team that gets a lot of, you know, stars. So I'm hoping that, it, you know, hey, with, you know, with the national team, you, you get to pick the best players in the country. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, knowing that, like, hey, I can play what I want or how I want. Because, like I said, Atlas, in, in many ways, they're still, you know, equipo chico, small team. So, you know, playing that, those type of tactics... Chico. Yeah, it doesn't always translate. Yeah, it's, it's valid, you know. We have uh, Ricardo hopping on Twitter Spaces. How we doing? How's it going, gentlemen? <clears throat> we're doing. How you doing bud? We're doing good, man. Uh, just to keep you. Uh, up to speed. Chofis is is a god, and and Dio Coca is our new coach. So that's that's what's happening right now. <laughs> nice. So that's what you guys are talking about. Coca being the coach. <clears throat> Pretty much, yeah. Well, whoever put that guy as a head coach is on Coca. <laughs> if anyone's seen any Atlas game since he's won his bicampeonato. Uh, I've seen him since he was at Santos. He only has one style of play. He's very defensive. He he pretty much won the bicampeonato with uh, balonazos. Yeah. Throw, throwing it up and 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 making making sure Quiñones or Forge they they get it and to their credit they always did and they always made plays and and they got the job done. But I don't know how that translate how that translates to the Mexican team. It doesn't. It it really doesn't. That's know? Italian style right there. That's doorbell the team right there. Um, you need. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know how that does translate. Um, 
But isn't it funny? Like, like don't get me wrong. I, I might be con- connecting dots that aren't there, and I'm seeing shit like, uh, like in Russell Crowe in that one movie, the Beautiful, Beautiful Mind. Mind. <laughs> these people that are there, that are not really there. <laughs> but this is one of the reasons why I wanted Argentina to lose the World Cup. Because this all ties in together. Because I don't have nothing against Argentinians. I a bunch of... Uh, one of my favorite players was was uh, El Piojo Lopez, 2005, when he helped, win, uh, helped America win that title. And I don't really have a... I don't follow the Italian league much, but uh, I do. Whenever I do, I happen to watch some inner games, and I, and I like their history. But when it comes to Liga IMAX, there's one guy you have to you have to look at when you see all these transfers, and even now it's coming up to the national team, is that scumbag, spoiled tea drinking fuck <laughs> from uh, the the guy that's that pretty much more or less he he's in he hijacked nine eleven style the TJ uh. Cholos, and and he, no one goes to Cholos, to Querétaro, and if I believe uh, Santos now the foreigners, unless it's through him, and he has a plethora of trainers and players all around the world, and I don't uh, I don't think you you remember this Jaime, but last year. Uh, before the season started, I, uh, Joel was shitting on America, talking about um, how they contract. Uh, they got they only they don't have any more bombazos, right? That they only go for. Oh, that's, MLS. that's not shitting. That's that's facts. They're just getting MLS players. How is the shitting on them? They haven't had a reversal bomba in. Ah, dude, I don't know how long, dude. Maybe since. Bum Bum Samorano? Who who was the last who was the last bomba you guys had? Jeremy Menes. Or oh, if you're talking yeah. about bombas, it's Henry Martin, man. <laughs> oh no, I know, but keep keep going, dude. I don't wanna no, sideline. Side anyone anytime anyone talks bad about America, I take it to shitting. So just keep that in mind for all right. All right. <laughs> no, but Anyways, last season, before the season started last year, Howell mentioned that about the bombazos. And I mentioned Iñárritu, how he came back to America. And he was on Picante. He, he was doing like a, he was going through a, like a little media tour with all the show, all the popular shows. And he mentioned how pretty much the South America, the South America is close to them. None of these agents want to work with America. And if you see any South American players on America, it's because they're playing in MLS or in Europe. Like they're pretty, America's pretty much vetoed out of contracting players because of this scumbag. Say Bragarni? Bragarni. He owns, he pretty much owns Cholos, Elche, and if I'm not, if I'm, and an Italian team. Like he's the guy, and now he's putting Coca on the on the national team and uh jaime had uh right after the world cup ended it, i even mentioned this to you and uh and i wasn't joking man 
the more these guys win, that's why I wanted these guys to lose because the more influence they have in world football. And, it, and it's happening before your very eyes. Because these Liga MX owners, they don't know shit from, they don't know shit about football. Uh, aside from like uh, Orlegi and maybe Pachuco. These other guys, they don't know any, they listen to these spoiled uh, tea drinkers <laughs> and you, they, they hear the, this fancy uh, accent and they, they fall Gee, in love. You mean Mate? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you threw me off for a long time with tea. Yeah, I'm like, where's the Brits? Yeah. Well, is the Argentines, if, if Coca shows up to, is the head coach, you know who put him there. So, so then, uh, I'm going to put on my uh, tinfoil hat. Put the whole suit on, com- <laughs> No, well, if Ragan is part of the through Cholo's part of the committee. So then that means he smoked a peace type with America. If I'm not mistaken that Bragarnik or whatever his name is, isn't he, isn't he most, mostly associated with uh, the Hank, uh, the, the, what's the name from uh, Tijuana, uh, Hank, rather than Orlegi? Yeah, but that's, but, but Tijuana is, it's part of the committee. I know, I know, but you know, not 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 so much on the Grupo Orlegi side, but more on the on the on the Hank Ron side. Yeah, but I mean, if if they welcome in, into the group, yeah, I'm assuming there's there's some type of, you know, you're, they're not going to bring like an enemy, like someone that's going to actively trying to hurt them. Well, he or sends players to, to the Azteca team too, Puebla and Mazatlan. So you can add, add those are two more votes for him. I, I know it sounds crazy, but... No, it doesn't. Think Carlos, uh, Carlos, what's the name? Uh, oh, no, Carlos Almada. You know, the guy The guy was you know associated with, you know, you know Santos, with, uh, I forget that other team and stuff like that. Another Argentine guy, nationalized Mexican, that had a lot of influence in Mexico, but ultimately he got uh, he got his you know caught with his you know hand in the cookie jar and uh, you know had to see uh, time. So, but but basically, I mean, the whole uh, you know South American you know promoters and reps, you know, in Mexico, that I mean that's that's to be expected, you know. Unfortunately, that's to be expected. Like, did you, did you guys ever watch the series with you know Luis Miguel? No. On Netflix. I think the first, the first part. Yeah. Oh, it was good. I mean, you know, <laughs> having having you know managers and reps from you know Argentina and Spain, you know, just in the whole you know entertainment. You know, realm. They're 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 all over the place. You know. Say how it is, Ron. They're they're the Jews of South America. (laughs) (laughs) And and nothing against Jews, but that that's how it is when when it comes to football. These guys have connections. They can put people where they need to be or where they don't need to be. Look. 
I, I forget her that actress, but basically that actress, I forget her name. She's from Argentina. She said that Mexico, Mexico, is the Hollywood of of, of the Spanish speaking world. So it, it's 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 you know it's to be expected that you're going to have, especially in the most dominant you know uh, market in the Spanish speaking world. You know it's to be expected that you're going to have, you know. Like I said, you know, foreigners that are, you know, that are gonna, that are, you know, wanna, they wanna, you know, have, have their hand in the in the cookie jar, you know. The more I know, the the more the less I want to know, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're over here yeah, playing a game, it, uh, man. Yeah, give it like thirty years. 40 years when these uh, Argentines start to integrate and have babies in Mexico, and then. Then the full connect will come full circle, full and Mexico will be. It's, it's already we already signed. Yeah, we. Yeah, there's there's a isn't there's a few uh, Mexican um. Yeah, there's been yeah the, there's a the but there's been the, before. The Jimenez, right? What's the Tulio Davino was one of them. Yeah. Going back to like '98. Davino. Um, what was Buse? Buse, his dad. I mean, he came to the. His father came. His father's Argentine, you know, was an Argentine football player, soccer player. Yeah. What's the story with Borghetti? Because oh, right. that sounds Italian. Borghetti. His family, Italian. just his family. His family, yeah. Oh. Same as the Negris. The Negris. What about Melvin Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Jamaican. Yeah, in the Horacio Casarín's He's Jamaican. Hmm? His family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his father. Bumba club. In Horacio Casarín's uh, autobiography, he uh, he spoke of uh, Bucetich, the father and son. You know. Yeah, we we've we've had a few already. I mean, Saguino, right? One of the more famous ones. Saguino, Julio Davino. Uh, there's been some others that probably just been there longer, and we just forgot. Um, but but I do just really quick. I do think we will see it again. Well, I mean, we're kind of seeing it already with Santi Jimenez. Uh, well, there's hey, a Abreu kid. So, so you will see it again. Hey, uh, you, uh, the, the, the former national team player also uh, exec, you know, um, executive for Pumas. Uh, remember Lu uh, Luis uh, Reguero? Played in the 19... He was from the 60s, but he no, was... Uh, he... Uh, he was, uh, I forget the role that he had with Pumas when, uh, Puma, uh, when what's his name? Um, um, Hugo had the bicampeonato. You had Ayub as the club president, but you had Luis Reguero. He was, I forget the position that he had, but he's always, had always been associated with Pumas. Um, uh, always, and, um, but that he, you know, going back to to you know to to foreigners and stuff like that. He is the son of a player that played for uh, that, that that Bosque team from Spain that came to the Mexico. Um, you know, during the, the Spanish Civil War from you know back in the thirties. So so you had a bunch of those. You had a bunch of players that stayed from that team. Just about all of them stayed and died in Mexico. Like they did, they lived their entire lives in Mexico. 
coached in Mexico, had had player had you know sons, you know offspring that were also professional players. But which goes back uh, to what we were talking about earlier, Joel, about um, um, America, and you know, the, you know, you know, like the memes, you know, the memes that I posted earlier today. Hello. Yeah, we're listening. Okay. So. And a lot of those Spanish players back in the day, they're national team players for Spain too. They were famous yeah. for their time, right? Yep, they were. It, yeah. well, I, I just wanted to tell Joel something real quick as well. Because Joel, you just can't say Zaguinho without saying um, America's all-time leading goal scorer too, man. You got to add that as well when you say it. <laughs> yeah. It, but isn't it crazy? Like, could you imagine brazil going into argentina and pulling some shit like that you think they'd actually let them get away with something like that not anymore did you did you guys watch that pele netflix no okay i think it was on netflix or who i don't remember which one one of those things but going to what you know trying to answer what you're what you're uh, asking right now about you know what you know doing what with the brazil and argentina pull that shit Prior, I was—I never knew this I, until I watched until I watched um, you know that Belay documentary. I forget the term or the, what they used. Like, uh, but prior prior to them winning the World Cup in '58, when they lost it, when they lost it in '50 to um, to uh, Uruguay. So they, I fuck, I'd have to go back and read it, but I think I think the word they used was mongrel or something like that. But basically, they were saying that. Brazilians had a, a an inferiority complex Damn. that is you know that you know basically that you know anything foreign was better anything Brazil was just shit. And it's crazy. It's 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 crazy, but it it, it seems that how, it's funny how, how Brazil basically changed course, and Mexico, you know, fast forward, you know, basically sixty years still has that complex where anything Mexican sh shit, anything that's foreign is better. I, I think it's being neighbors to the U.S. has a lot to do with it. Maybe so, maybe so. But, you know, like I said, you know, it's, you know, that I just, I, like I said, I, I didn't picture, you know, that from Brazil, you know, like when I was watching it, you know, and like when I was watching that documentary, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it's like when they were saying that, it's like, oh, well, gee, where have I seen that before? Hmm. And like I said, you know, in, in Mexico and like, you know, Piojo said that, a, you know, a couple, I think was it the year before that, you know, that it's much harder for the Mexican player and the Mexican coach in their own league because they, they hand things out to they hand they hand things out to the, uh, you know, to the, the to the you know foreign players, the foreign coaches, even the foreign you know media. I mean, I mean, look at the way they're they're treated yep. in Belgium and the Netherlands. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're treated like uh, local celebrities, right? What, what, yeah. What other what really? other like what other country do you know of? I mean, think about all the the amount of Mexican or foreign foreign uh, media members covering Mexican soccer. It's a lot, you know. So 
Yoko, when he said this, what, two, three years back, he caught a lot of shit for it. But hey, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. You know, look at the media. Look at the amount of coaches. Look at the amount of players. You know? Yeah. I guarantee you, we started to see that with the, with the, with the owners. Uh-uh, you know? But I just, like I said, I think that's just, that's been Mexico's reality. That's been Mexico's reality since even before the, their professional era. And like, you know, like I was telling Joel, I mean, you know, on the books, we say that, you know, Mexico went professional in 1943, but we know that's not true. I mean, I made, I made the case. I mean, what you had players, and this is like before the Spanish Civil War, but you had players from Spain, you had players from, from you know, from Uruguay, you had players from Argentina, which it, they were already professional in name. So why would a professional player come to Mexico and play in a quote-unquote amateur league? Because even then they were making more money in Mexico. And we're not talking about boot money either. We're talking about, you know, they were, they were, they were being paid, you know, they were getting paid salaries. This, this just speaks to America's greatness. <laughs> yeah, no. That, I'm going to have to ask Ron the same question he asked the, the Pachuca reporter. Yeah. Do you, I want to see the paperwork. I want to see the pay stubs, Ron. <laughs> if, if there was a fire that, that got rid of that, when, when was that fire? <laughs> hey, but, well, um, I, do, I, I do agree on that, that they were bringing yeah, already uh, players. Uh, oh, the, only, really? the only thing was that... The... <laughs> it's, uh, I, can, I can prove it with, uh, with trust me, bro. <laughs> trust me. That's, that's valid. Um, no, yeah, I, th I think my my only take was not not criticism, but that the league wasn't a whole. It was like divided. Oh yeah. So it was like, you know, no, but I mean, it was like two leagues, like like Occidente and. Oh you know, no, there was actually more than that, brother. There was actually a lot more. There, you had, you oh, yeah, had but, the one. But there wasn't yeah, like yeah. one. It wasn't like one. But if you think, you know, but if you, but if you think about it, the very first organized league, very, the first first organized league, the one that was played in uh, in 1902, right? You had, if you look at it, you had basically what it was. I think it was like you, you all the you, the vast majority of the teams were from uh, from uh, from Mexico City, and then you had Veracruz and you had Pachuca, and back then. Traveling to Pachuca and, and traveling to Veracruz wasn't as easy, but even then they were they played in the league for a couple of years, and then Puebla got into got involved and stuff like that. So even then, you can't say that it was just a regional Mexico uh, a, a, a Mexico City based league. Now eventually there there came a point a time like for like a decade or so that that uh, Pachuca. Uh, was no longer participating, but that had to do more with, with you know the 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 players having to go back to to Europe for the, you know for the war purposes, you know. Wasn't Orizaba part of that too? Orizaba was uh, was for, uh, Orizaba and and Pachuca were played in the very first tur organized tournament in Mexico. Hey, hey Ron, but I, I really like that meme, man. Either. 
that what the one side has said, all right, if it if it was if the league wasn't professional, um, uh, America still better. It's still the the biggest league. And if it and if it was professional, America is even bigger because you can add officially those four titles. You can, Why are you yeah, guys you adding up add. all these Mickey Mouse titles? Stop it. Hey, well, here's the, that, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, the best the best teams in Mexico at that time were the were, were basically the Euro based in the twenties. It was the Euro based uh, and more so the Spanish teams, uh, Asturias and and uh, and España. Okay, so. America was actually the first Mexican team that basically, uh, they they basically ended the, the Spanish, uh, you know, superiority of the, of, the, of the of the league, and they won four consecutive titles, and they're the ones that basically formed the national team to go play the Olympics in in twenty eight in what was it in Stockholm, and then uh, the World Cup in 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 nineteen thirty. So that's why I was that's why I was trying to make fun of you know Hoy, you know it's like you got to choose one, was it professional, or you got to give America those four extra titles? Oh my God, the inferior <laughs> complex, man, just stop I'm it. I'm gonna settle for semi-professional. Semi-pro <laughs> still gets paid. Because it, it, yeah, because it, it was semi-pro. right now. Because right now, most Chivas fans do not want to consider Prode because with Prode. They have one extra. T- they have uh, what is it? One extra title? because brother, you didn't play every team in the league. But did, did you? Did Chivas participate in brother? They did, but I mean, okay. the league title means you you play each team that's in the league. Okay, question. They only played like eight teams. Question. So whoever whoever this weekend for the Super Bowl. Whoever wins is the is the league champion, right? Is is the champion of the NFL, right? Yeah. Oh, that's different. No, 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 no. Did the Eagles play every thirty team, like nah, all the thirty teams? That isn't. That's not the same logic, bro. Uh, no, it is the same logic. Nah. No, it is because 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 um, Liga. The, see, this is the thing that the league already had a structure, uh-huh. right? And so for Prode, they were changing, they were changing the format. So they even brought out a different trophy. Uh-huh. Had it been part of the league, they would have used the league trophy, but they made a pro de trophy. So you could go check at the, the America trophy cabinet and you see that pro de trophy, it's separate. You ever watch the movie uh, Half-Baked? <laughs> you know, long remember, time, long, long remember, time ago. Remember when Sir Smoke a lot is rolling a, a joint? And he's like, you know, inter- you know, talking to Dave Chappelle, and he's talking, you know, he's just, you know, spilling his guts, and and he's like, I understand, you know. <laughs> That's basically, you know, okay, well, I understand your logic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. As I said, you, you, either way, I mean, he has more titles. <laughs> What I don't get is like if you guys are so superior than us, why you gotta be go counting that one? You guys should just focus on winning more titles. Hey, 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 why hey, you gotta go FIFA, back and be like this one FIFA, counted too? FIFA accepts those titles. Don't hey, it's not me saying this. Take it up with the social nah. mafia. <laughs> exactly. Whatever, whatever makes you feel better at night. 
But well, uh, you also you also have to add to this. America is unique in the world compared to any other team. I mean, for a lot of reasons. But one of the main ones, Jaime, not even Real Madrid. That you guys are gay. No, <laughs> Jaime, come on, man. I'm kidding, bro. The, these Chiva low blows, you're better than that. Come on, man. No, well, America funds an entire league, man. No other team in the world does that. I think they did it for a while. They don't do it anymore. But they did do it for a good... They did have to run. But I don't, I don't That hasn't been the case. I don't know how long, but... You could say that they were like... Uh, when Phil Anschultz owned like... The majority of the MLS teams. What's up, gentlemen? How you doing? What's going on? We're, looks like we're being bombarded by Americanistas all trying to defend their proto title. It, it, it turned into the Amit podcast. It's like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. All of a sudden, they all show up, man. It, it turned into the Eagle Eye pot. Yeah, jo- Jolie trying to trying to take away the Prode title. I'm not taking it away. It's still there. It's just it's its own thing. That's why it's its own like, trophy. You, you, you gotta you gotta be careful because you, you try to bring in the logic of uh, that America didn't play every single team. Let me ask you: Does the Champions League winner play every single team in the Champions League? Uh, no, they don't. Sir. And that's but, that's a straight up that's a that's a league that's played every single it's, year. It's called league, even though it's more of a ter- cup tournament. No, no, the cup the cup tournament would be the knockout stages. That's the that's the second half. So this is like a complete league that's played every year, and the winner doesn't play every single team. The, the league still made a separate trophy for Prodi, though. So how, how you well, how you get away from that? So if, they, if it was the league, they would have just handed the, the league, and the, then the, after wait, just really quick, after that they went back to the to the regular trophy. The the trophy that America lifted in two thousand two is not the same trophy they lifted in two thousand five. Trophies get redesigned all the time. No, no, no. But see, this one it wasn't. It was its own thing, and the other one stayed in use for a long time still. Okay, hold. Explain to me. Explain to me why. Explain to me why Monterrey gets to celebrate their uh, Mexico Chantaisei title. No, they, they they that should be also lifted. Oh, that one too. That, really? that one, yes, that one doesn't count as well. Uh-huh. So Chivas gets to decide what counts and what doesn't. No, <laughs> you know what? There's old reports, um, newspapers. You could, you could, you search for the in the for the FMF president at the time, and he he said that Prode was not the league; it was its own separate tournament. And it's that's why it's called Prode because it's pronósticos deportivos, which is a betting, it's like a betting, uh, like a betting, uh, like you could you could buy like what happened? That's just the sponsor, okay? Yeah, that was I mean, the sponsor. We, we had, I mean, it used to be Comex, the Comex, you know, Apertura. No, you know, but that was that was they weren't sponsoring the league; they were sponsoring like the tournament for that year because they canceled it for World Cup. They were gonna cancel. It's like the, the tournament we just had, the, the Copa por Mexico. They called it the Sky Copa this year. Wait, okay. wait, hey. 
No, there's, so, there's sponsorships all the time, like Liga BBVA. Like that's that's still so, just just because there's sponsorship doesn't take it take away yeah, the officialness. That wasn't I, I, a thing back then, though. So, so because so, then hey, you didn't have any more sponsors after that. The format for the format for the for for the league also changed uh, prior to the World Cup in 1970. Does that count? Yeah, because that league. You have the own president saying that this was a separate thing because after that they went back to the regular schedule programming. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys won it. I'm not saying you didn't win it. But I'm just saying that's what was said at the time. That it was its own separate thing and the clubs agreed to use youth. Most of the clubs were playing with youth. That was a part of the reason why the last seleccionados weren't there because they were with the selección. And so it was like its own side thing. This this reminds me of the uh, the meeting of the Scots after William Wallace, you know, wins the first <laughs> battle. And you have like that, those, you know, those factions in uh, Scots. I demand recognition of these documents. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, did not, did, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. All right. So, Mexico seventy. Uh huh. So it says due to the due to celebration in Mexico for the World Championship, the Mexican FA decided to play the special tournament in two phases. Before and after, sixteen teams were seeded in two groups of eight teams. Each one first four places. So. So what they did, I mean, really, they they did something similar in, for the seventy, you know, World Cup. But the only, but, the, but who? Let me see who won in that one. Let's see. Cruz Azul, I think. And um... Cruz Azul, Guadalajara. Go figure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, in fact, in fact, in fact, that's. You know, Guadalajara won the 69-70 uh, league, and they they basically went. Let me let me count here. All right, my my math is a little off here. All right, so that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, nineteen season league. Basically, nineteen years, dude. So Guadalajara. Won another league title. We're like Haley's Comet, bro. Every ten years. <laughs> That's why you guys are mad. You guys, you know, you guys, you know, did you know did well early on and then just crapped out. Out of all the languages Johnny and Ron could have spoken, mm-hmm. you guys decided to speak with the truth, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No lies detected. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm walking in the door from the law library. So I've I have like my mind just full of just arguments. I'm ready to battle. Mm-hmm. When do you finish law school, Johnny? I'm uh, I'm set to graduate in 2025. Um, I'm I'm barely in my second semester, but I'm starting to apply for internships with uh, ju- some judges. Oh, nice. 
I'll make sure to start a company so we can become sport agents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of classmates, that's, that's what they're going into. Like they, they're going to law school to be, to be sports agents. You guys could always go, uh, go, uh, sign up all those Chivas players. You know, they like to, they like to be, uh, ripped off with all the, all the, the money they play, they pay for them. Not bad. So, yeah. So I heard you guys talk a little earlier about, uh, about Diego Coca and I guess you guys are not big fans of that. I, I just don't – I'm not taking anything away from him in terms of, you know, his success because obviously winning with Atlas. But, I mean, in terms of the way, the way Atlas played didn't really convince me. And I think that – I think, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, like at least on Twitter, I've read a lot of, you know, comments, you know, from pundits, you know, talking about how, you know, how defensive he is, you know? You know, I – I got to put it out there. Maybe Mexico needs a little bit of uh, humble juice. And, you know, we're, we're not, Mexico is not the Spain of, of the world and they, they don't have the talent to be an attacking team. So maybe this is good for Mexico in the long run. I don't know about that. Chief. Here's, you know, here's, it's interesting point you make there, Regal, but here's the thing. Mexico, was one has been at least for the last in the last thirty years has been one of the few teams that has always tried to propose, even when they're going up against teams that are quote unquote on paper better. Yeah. But you know now we have players in Europe. Okay. Yes, yeah, but so, you... so, te so technically we're, on paper we're supposed to be a better team. You know, on paper, because we have more players in Europe than we did you know twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. I, I I just I just think that you know I, I've always I've always believed in, in in what La Puente used to say that it's not about it being you know being offensive or being defensive is being balanced you know and I've always I've always agreed to, to to his philosophy in that regards because you know for for as much as La Puente used to be criticized as being you know ultra defensive his teams were anything but. No, I, I, I can I can agree with with balance. Like I'm I'm all for balance, but I think Mexico focuses way too much on the attack, and I don't think we have the talent to be focusing on. We don't have a good striker. Like yeah. you want you want to be overly focused on attack when you don't have a guy that can score goals. Like that's just not going to work out too well. So I agree with balance. We but in order to achieve balance, Mexico has to put a little less focus on the attack. And I think maybe Diego Coca might be the, the person to bring that bit of humbleness back to Mexico. Park the bus, baby. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. If it hasn't worked the other way, why not go the other way? The thing is, though, with Tata, we didn't even have an offensive team. Like, he didn't really play to to, to be aggressive offensively we played for like another dude it was there was no clear vision and then he decides to take the little bit of attack that we did have and he then he turns in and uh, goes against his own tactics against argentina it's like dude like i don't know we don't know how to park the bus i mean uh if it if it, we do go that route or then we see that do that 
they would probably use a sweeper or somebody to act as a defensive player, but also in organizing attacks from the back. Who can do that? Edson Alvarez. Yeah. Edson Alvarez is your box-to-box guy that can play in the midfield, drop into being a center back, push up the field, score some goals if he has to, just like he did against Cruz Azul in that final. Yeah, I mean... That, that's the guy you build the team around. Yeah, they sure as hell don't have a striker, right? like a, a bona fide, like legit striker to play the other the other way. So they don't have a striker, a goalkeeper, <laughs> good midfielders. Whoa, whoa, we we got a we got a goalkeeper in Europe. You're right, John. You're right. I have yeah, a coladera at my grandma's house. Why don't we just use that? It'd probably be as efficient. Man. He is leading Serie A with saves right now. So, uh, I mean, when you don't have a defense, it's kind of expected. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Ron got kicked out. Hold on. Uh, we are coming up on the two-hour mark pretty soon, so... If you guys want to have your uh, your closing thoughts, oh, I'll, I'll I'll sign off pretty quick. Thank you for having me, uh, letting me speak my mind when uh, when when you guys attack America. So, thanks thanks to everybody. Glad to catch up with y'all. I got nothing. Uh, God bless. Um... Park the bus. That's what we're. <laughs> that's what we're looking at here, and let's hope for the best. I, I mean, need, needless to say, whether uh, Mexican football is "quote unquote" successful on the international front, who knows of when that'll be, if it'll be. But one thing you can say is that uh, it's damn entertaining. So uh, I'll give it that. That's facts. That's the one thing we can all take from this is no matter, some cheese, man. no matter what happens, the entertainment will be there always, whether it's good or bad. It's just like a train wreck. You just can't keep your eyes off of it. Ricardo, what you got for us, man? It's funny that we were able to avoid uh, talking about some actual Lee Amecki's action that, that did happen over the weekend. Another another week goes by and America continues to to get draws. What's up with that, man? Undefeated, baby. Undefeated. She was like Mayweather, undefeated. But I'd like to thank you guys. It's always a pleasure to talk with you guys about football. I'd like to say I'm pretty much done with the national team if they hire that guy. I've been done since 2002, though, but... Well, aside from that, yeah. Well, aside from that, America, Jaime, I always tell you, you got to keep this in mind when it comes to America. These other teams, I'll include Chivas too. Whenever they see America in front of them, they, they get the they get the devil possesses possesses them, man. They go like a wait, wait, that Goku when they give them the power with the bomb, when they put their hands up. Like they get otherworldly Central American strength. What happens when when Mexico plays Central? Where when they play El Salvador, that's their Super Bowl, right? It's their World Same Cup. Thing you, 
Exactly. Same thing. You, when when you play America, you, you play a little harder. That's how it always is. <laughs> I mean, everybody plays against Chivas like it's the it's the World Cup too, man. I just think Chivas is so trash that that's just their level, man. It's not them playing up. <laughs> no, but, but one last thing, Jaime. I I like to thank uh uh Johnny and uh and Ron for giving me some backup because every time I come on here, I feel like Anne Frank just, just <laughs> persecuted. You guys want to throw me to the gas chamber? Oh my God! It's really. Stop. But I still come on here because I'm the biggest fan. I've been the biggest fan since I've been following you guys forever. Hey, man, we appreciate that. We have uh, Ron. What you got for me, man? As, have, have you guys watched that series, This Fool? Oh, yeah, man. I just finished it. Well, maybe I should. I don't, I don't want to ruin it. Oh. Like, I, I have an analogy of a. Uh, of, of Mexican soccer. Oh, like you had, you had the chance for, t- t- you know, to make 15 million. Oh God. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you couldn't deliver, you know, that's kind of how I feel about, you know, Mexican soccer at the moment. And it's funny. Cause I hadn't felt, I just, I, I just think in general, the, the league, the national team, you know, just everything in the whole, you know, Mexican soccer ecosystem is just not where it should be. And, uh, I mean, I think going back to Copa America is obviously a, a path in the right uh, direction. But, you know, personally, for me, for me, it's not going to – we have to get into Comebol. That, that, to me, is the only solution. Because every year you're able to see how where, – where you're at and how you stand up to, to, you know, talent, international talent. And like I said, I mean, this, it's like we're back in the dark ages. It's like, you know, like, you know, I mean, I, I remember, I remember, what was it like? I think, shit, how old was I? Was it 10, 10 years ago? No. I mean, I, I, I remember when Mexico didn't, you know, participate in, in the, uh, in the 90 World Cup and it sucked. And then like, you know, those, those years right after that 90 World Cup, you know, when you didn't know if Mexico was going to make it to the 94, you know, World Cup, you know, and I mean, honestly, we shouldn't really be celebrating, you know, back then we were celebrating beating what, uh, you know, Canada to, to qualify. So, I mean, Canada, a, a team that technically doesn't have a lot of history, you yeah. know, but, yeah. that, but, but that 93, that, that 93 Copa America was the catalyst that basically got Mexico to do really well for like, you know, like I said, you know, you know, Mexican soccer was growing and I just feel that we've gone backwards, you know, and I, and I don't say that just because, Oh, Hey, MLS is getting better or us is getting better. Personally, I don't care. That's not, you know, it's their, their success doesn't have to be at our expense. You know what I mean? You know, Costa Rica getting better doesn't mean necessarily that it's at our expense. We're just not getting better because of the choices you know, and it's funny because I, I, you know, you know, more people put more emphasis on the coach and the players and stuff like that. I tend to look more at the, at the, at the off field, like, you know, you know, executive decisions, because that's really what ultimately makes or breaks a, a, a federation, you know, in a league. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Just I'm uh, I'm I'm hopeful because obviously you know Mexico's back in Copa America, but I'm I'm waiting for Copa Libertadores. I'm waiting for Copa. I, I'd settle even for Sudamericana. You know, I'd settle for that. But that's my take, boys. Sure, Ron. Always a pleasure having you on. Your insight. Joel, mm-hmm. what you got for me? Oh, no. no oh, there yeah, he is. Just, there he is. I was muted. I was, I was, I was, going, <laughs> I was going off on trophies. I've uh, <laughs> criticized him a lot, but I've never doubted his talent. I do think he's I do think he'll get a shot again. If he stays consistent, I think not again, or maybe again with the national team. Mm. And I do think, because I do think uh, they're lacking players like that. They're lacking attack. They're lacking a player like that that could create. And so I do think he can, you know, he he can like have that one last hurrah because he's up there in eight. So this will be like, this will be like his last you know, if if he's to get to a World Cup or be part of a like, I was gonna say qualifiers, but there's not. But but all these tournaments coming in, and I do think he could he could squeeze into one of those. I just because there's there's just not that many players right now to choose from. He's you know obviously candidate right now just because how how well he's doing. So uh, hopefully we'll see we'll see what he can bring to the table. And also with Linus really quick, I'm glad he came back. You know, he's getting criticized heavy, but he's still very young. And I think he's another player that that still has a lot to offer. So, um, yeah, I, I hope you're, I hope you're right, Hoyley. You know, but you know what, it's funny you mentioned like Ness because in this day and age when players are expected to be, you know, multifunctional and, and play different, you know, <clears throat> similar positions. Yeah. I think that if Lainez, Sebastián Córdoba, and, and I, I think if they get to the level where people expect them to get, I don't think Chofis has a, ch- a chance at all. Well, even though, even though, they're, <laughs> even though they're similar positions, you know I mean? They're not the, exa- the exact same positions and they obviously have different, but you know, there's, if there's injuries, uh, Ron, there's moleros. There's, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, if if they're good, yeah, probably will not not because be a starter. We could say the same thing, you know, about Seba, you know, Sebastian Cordova, uh, regarding trophies, you know, about the mentality. Because in terms of, I mean, honestly, Sebastian Cordova, I think in, in terms of, I think he's a notch below Carlitos Vela in terms of you know, a, a, a talent in terms of skill, okay? But like Carlitos Vela, you know, people questioned his uh, his uh, his will, his desire, you know? So I, I really, I really, really, really hope that, you know, Lainez, for the sake of the national team, Lainez, Cordova, get back to to what we all expect them to be. And, and hopefully, honestly, you know, uh, even trophies, dude. Trust me, I'm not hating on the guy. I, 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 I really wish back in the day that you know that you know El Pastor Lozano. I thought he was the, one of the most gifted, you know, players. You know, in terms of like he, he could have been just like Guatemo Blanco. You know, he had amazing vision, amazing pace, and, and, it, and it's funny to say that for a guy that's 
it has a gut, you know. Oh yeah, that guy's got pace. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, but but he, I mean, it's one of those, you know, the type of players that you could change the game, that you can force the other team to change, you know, what they say in beast, you know, the, the timing, you know. But, uh, absolutely. I got to see Linus's, uh, I guess, debut with Tigres. I was like, oh, okay, he got subbed in. He looked lively. Look, he didn't. He hadn't skipped a beat. So uh, I'm sure once he gets gets his wings, he'll he'll be shining in no time. He's he's young. He'll bounce back, and it's alone. So you know he might end up back at uh, Betty's with uh, with some inspiration. We shall see. Um, folks, I do have some announcements before we wrap up tonight's show. Uh, so. Primetime Sports, uh, they did let me know that there are some upcoming dates. So Chivas are coming up to the Bay Area in San Jose. They're going to be playing Pachuca on March 22nd. So that's going to be exciting. And for Americanistas in California, uh, America is going on tour as well. They will be playing uh, in the Dignity Health Sports Park. I think that's in Carson. Uh, Thursday, March 23rd at 7. And then in San Diego against Tijuana on that Sunday, the 26th of March. So those are some dates we have for you. If you're in California and you want to watch some friendlies, uh, looks like it'll be a good time. I'll, I'll definitely be out there for the... Whoever uh, comes to San Diego, hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, I'll be at the game, uh, the Chivas Pachuca game on the 22nd covering that match. So uh, some exciting tours for that. Um, as far as my closing thought, hey, right now, um, especially where I live in the Bay Area, a lot of layoffs, a lot of sketchiness, a lot of uh, unpredictable. And it's times like these when you look at a, a coach like David, or not David, his name's Diego Coca. It's fortunate to have friends in high places. Uh, I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Your network is is huge. Leverage it. And you might end up being coach of the national team. And with that, I'll sign off. Thank you guys for hopping on tonight. We appreciate your banter. We appreciate you you guys uh, following us. And, of course, we'll catch you in the next one.